quiet your mind. Ever since the Earth has circled the sun, there have been fantastic tales of wonder and mystery that the faint of heart dare not discuss. But three brave, uninformed souls have the brass to tackle every extraordinary happenstance from the modern age to the dawn of Mantis. Welcome to Dawn of Mantis, Mysteries, True Crime, and more. I'm Ivan, here with Joe and Sam, as always. How are you fellas today? Doing good. Same. So the hotline, we got another great one. Yes. It seems like every week or two, we're getting another just like great message. Eric called in, uh, and if you're wondering what the hotline is, that's 417-462-6847 or 417-4Mantis, if you like to do that numerical thing whatever that was called <laughs> anyway joe will you talk about that just really quickly oh it was a, another great like man these are really heartwarming messages from yes. you guys I, I seriously i'm not even, it's really really nice things lovely things that eric said about us we'll play uh, a little part of his voicemail when we do the episode he requested i'm not going to mention the case but it's a good case eric i want you to know that uh i've done some work on it i'm still working on it and we're going to have that out we got a lot of stuff piled up, but it is coming out in the next few weeks. And so and, we did that for you. Yeah, and it's not because he said that we were his favorite podcast. I mean, it might have a little to do with it, <laughs> but it actually is an awesome case, Joe was telling us. Yeah, it's very interesting. There'll be a lot to talk about. It's one of those, you know, kind of rabbit hole cases. Um, but yeah, it's thank you, Eric, for that, for that uh, suggestion. Hopefully it turned out well, and hopefully you are happy with the results. Yeah, fantastic that we're getting these awesome suggestions from... Yeah, and I I do appreciate the suggestions because, I mean, we are on, this is episode probably, what, 175, 176? This is 176. Okay, but that's not counting. Those of you who have been loyal listeners will know we did 20-something little mini episodes. I think 20. 20? It, yeah. Yeah, and then there's been a couple of other ones that really weren't numbers. So we're, uh, we're in the 200s. We, yeah. In other words, we've done a lot of different topics. I do have a long list of ideas written down, but I am always open to new topics. So, yeah. yeah. And I'm kind of getting to a point like, you know, I've always been thankful for the listeners and the fans, but now I'm starting to realize that even though we have kind of like a small camp, like we have like a lot of like really smart people that are listening to us and giving us great, like they get it. They get exactly what we're doing. It's like, this one would be a good one for you guys. Oh, yeah. It's like, yes, it is. It's not like you Google and it's like, oh, there's like, you know, one small paragraph on the case. Right. These things we're getting are like right in our, our wheelhouse. Yeah. Our first one years, it was a couple years ago, our friend Carl suggested the Lowell Badger case. Oh, yeah. Indiana. Yeah. We were able to do that. And then our, our friend Casey from California suggested Mara Murray. And that was a hell of a two episodes. <laughs> yeah, it t- totally was. Um, and there was. I still think about that one, the, the yeah. bumper. Yeah. Think about the bumper a lot. What caused that I damage? Know. I know. It's it's wild. I still think about it, too. And yeah. there's been a couple other suggested ones. So far, I am, what do you call it? I have an un, 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 I'm undefeated in being able to, you know, produce these episodes that people request. So yeah, I'm happy, very happy good. to have done that so far. <laughs> Keep them coming. Yeah. For sure. Joe, you said you had something at hey. the beginning of the... Oh, go we ahead, had Sam. one other voicemail, though. Oh, yeah, I forgot. We had another voicemail. Yeah, we had two voicemails this week. Oh, what's what's the other one? I don't think I've heard it. It was uh, from 
a gentleman named Hugh. Oh Hugh. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And okay. So we'll actually play Hughes. He didn't have a suggestion. I don't think about doing a uh, any topics, but uh, he just called in. So we'll we'll play his. Cool. Okay. All yeah. Right. I almost I'm, forgot about I'm that. One. Interested to hear it. Hey there. Uh, the name's Hugh Janus. That's Hugh Janus. That's my name. Long time listener, first time caller. Here's the deal on that Mar Murray. I think she tripped and fell in a gopher hole. I happened to a beagle I had one time when he was out hunting. Never saw him again. So case solved. Anyways, y'all doing a good job. Keep up the good work. Have it easy. Bye bye. Wow. Well, he called from a landline because that was a click at the end. It was. It was. I wonder where he called from. I don't know. Well, so most of our listeners are pretty bright. <laughs> Staying corrected. I mean, he's right. That could happen. You could fall in a gopher hole. You sure could. Hey, Hell there. of a gopher. He even, he even, you know, talked about that Mar Murray case. Yeah, he was still interested in it as but well. But it's like Mar <laughs> like a marmur. <laughs> it's like, but was it was it really marmur? I don't know. I mean, he's a little. He was a little muddle mouthed. Yeah, tell a little bit. Saying. Yeah, I think he's calling Dollar Trade too. I think. I bet, I bet he called Dollar Trade <laughs> that true. same day. Had some goats. He's trading for a seventy three Ford Fender. <laughs> he sounds panel. like one of them. Near front corner panel for my Ford <laughs> Grand Torino. That was good. That was a Hugh Janus Hugh, was his name. Hugh okay, Janus. Yeah. I think I heard that on The Simpsons one time. Maybe so. I think, I think that Mo was take, fielding that call. Yeah, that's when, when Bart would always call, Amanda Hug and Kiss. I need Amanda Hug and Kiss. No? Yeah, that's when he would. I still like when they he'd throw Barney out of the bar, and he'd be standing there, like, wiping his hands, like, proud of himself for throwing him out, and the camera would show behind him, and Barney was back in the bar. Remember those? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, what you had something though, Joe? Well, you were talking about earlier. Yeah. First off, I'd just like to extend a hearty howdy to all you beautiful, bubbly, bipolar, blurry-eyed, beefy-ass, Red Bull guzzling fanny gazers out there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we know you're craving another locally sourced, gluten-free, eco-friendly, fresh-baked episode of Dawn of Mantis <laughs> flowing orgasmically into your ear holes like a heroic line of coke up Hunter Biden's right nostril. And brothers and sisters, we are here to deliver. We drop episodes like Married Women Drop Panties once a week, if you're lucky. And tonight, we are eager to relieve those true crime blue balls you've been cradling since last Friday. <laughs> Speaking of Friday, <laughs> it's Friday the 13th. And both in honor oh. of this creepy unofficial holiday and because we couldn't think of anything else to do, let's do an episode based on that. It okay. is Friday the 13th. I forgot it was Friday the 13th yes. right now. Yes. Wear your lucky underwear. Clutch your cross and pray to your God. I was wondering where we were going with all that. <laughs> and right in front of me, yeah. I just locked onto it. I, yeah. I look at it every episode, but there's an awesome illustration of Jason Voorhees. Yes, there is. Jason right over my right. And we are going to talk a little bit about the movie, okay? Okay. We're going to talk more about, well, this is what we do. We always talk about the history, the origins of whatever. I don't even know if this is officially a holiday, um, yeah. It kind of is. I don't know. You don't like get off work for it or anything. But. I think we should start exchanging Friday the 13th presents. <laughs> what kind of presents would those be? Jason's the reason for the season. <laughs> I don't know. Well, yeah, we're going to do much. that. And then, of course, in, in Dawn of Mantis style, we're all also going to talk about uh, some, cr some crazy bad weird shit that happened on, okay. on this day. That sounds amazing. That's the whole thing. Is it cha, 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 Oh, it's, I think it is, right? Actually, it's... 
It is? Yeah, because it's it oh. was it's because a his mom, mom his mom gets killed. Mom. Oh, yeah. amazing! Girl, well, spoiler alert: if you haven't seen the first Friday the Thirteenth, then where have you been? Thirty, but forty years ago, the killer <laughs> in the first one is Mrs. Voorhees. Yep, so we right. find out at the end. Yep, that's so. Right. I've watched all the behind the scenes and making ofs and everything on oh. on all on every one of the movies. Okay, and that was what they were like. They came up with was the K, 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 mom, mom, so the K and kill, and then the M and mom. I did not know that. Yeah, amazing. That's cool, man. We're already learning, and Joe hasn't even read a line yet. No. That's that's courtesy of Sam. And doesn't in the, of course, spoiler alert again, at the end of the first one, doesn't some, like, naked <laughs> Wait, cheerleader chick, <laughs> doesn't some naked cheerleader chick, like, behead Mrs. Voorhees with a machete uh, or something? She's not naked, but yes. Okay. Well, in my mind, she's <laughs> naked. So. She, she does she does chop her head off like a machete or something. Been waiting to see that since 82. <laughs> because of spoiler. I don't know if it's 82. That's just... I think it was 80. 80? Mm-hmm. I believe so. Cool. Well, we, we might get into that later. Uh, let's roll. I like it already. Well, when you hear Friday the 13th, the first thing that comes to mind is what we were just talking about, mm-hmm. the movie. But long before there was ever a slasher film about a shadowy figure leaping from the darkness and murdering teenagers whose only crime was to sneak into the woods to have sex. I mean, come on. There had been a deeply rooted suspicion of the Friday the 13th. It was... Thing. Just against fornicating. <laughs> That's all it was. <laughs> In society for as long as we could remember. But when exactly did this phenomenon begin, the whole Friday the 13th thing? Uh, the exact origins of this are unclear, as usual, but there are no shortage of candidates of okay. where it could have came from. Okay. Out of those, I've gathered the quote-unquote greatest hits, and we'll now cover them as best we can, beginning with the earliest... First, though, it's important to note that this particular superstition is an amalgamation of two others, the fear of Fridays and the fear of the number 13. Friday's my favorite day, though. I know, right? Is it your it's favorite day? day. What, yeah. do, what do you guys think? Well, yeah. Friday, it's anticipation. Saturday, somewhere in there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as far as Friday being a bad omen, there's, there's really not a lot of concrete info out there uh, other than several references to bad things happening on Fridays. Uh, really, in the Bible, Mm. Okay, get this. For instance, it's well known that Jesus was crucified on a Friday, but I found that certain biblical scholars claim the story of Eve tempting Adam with the apple also occurred on a Friday. Of course, how would they even know that? I I swear to God, that's what they say. (laughs) If that sounds hilarious, which it does, because it should, let's also consider that these same scholars theorize that it was on a Friday when Cain slew Abel. (laughs) Sorry. Hey, you think it was a Friday when the dinosaurs got killed by that meteor? <laughs> like, how do they know? It was. It was a Friday. How would they know what day it was? Those dinosaurs worked all week, and they're looking for the weekend. <laughs> Every dinosaur's working for the weekend. weekend. And then a meteorite took them out. <laughs> Man, isn't that the way it goes? Do you remember that show, Dinosaurs? Oh, that's a great show. That's one of my favorite shows. It I only just, made it like a season or two, but that's a great show. It was show. on a while. I remember Earl like walking out with his lunchbox from Tree Pushing. Mr. Sinclair, remember, Mr. Sinclair, that big old tricep. I felt like that was a very expensive show to make. Probably. Yeah. I loved it, Probably took forever to film one episode. It was great. The Bible also cast a shadow, other than Fridays, on the number 13. Okay. There were 13 in attendance at the Last Supper, Mm. the 13th of which was Judas. Oh, yeah. yeah, He's 
Not a fan. I'm not no. a fan of him. He he betrayed Jesus, right? Yeah, he that did. Him. That's why I'm not a fan. The, <laughs> the Bible actually doesn't specify who arrived when or who sat where. <laughs> I just pictured some guy like out front, like he's got a like you're on the list or whatever. It's like, uh. <laughs> yeah, I'm here for the Last Supper. Who are you? No, Judas. You're late. Get in there. You're the last one. It's just weird. Um, anyway. Since Judas later sold out Jesus for a bag of silver, he does sound like a guy that would be late for supper. So yes, maybe yes. Very careless. For sure. Speaking of historic shindigs, there's uh, a Norse myth that uh, involves a fancy meal. You're kidding. Here you go, Sam. Duh, Norse. Duh, Norse. It always goes back to the Norse. It does. I was thinking about duh, Norse the other day. <laughs> go ahead. Tell us about the Norse. Well, their fancy meal uh, involves the gods in Valhalla. Okay. Oh, okay. There were only 12 in attendance, but Loki showed up uninvited, he being mm. the 13th, and wound up getting the god Balder shot with an arrow tipped with mistletoe, which killed him. That mischievous Loki. Mischievous yeah, Loki. Loki. I'm not a fan. Never have been. <laughs> that should be your thing tonight. You're like, not a fan. <laughs> Never have been. <laughs> well, but, this caused the number 13 to be viewed as unlucky in that culture from that day forth. Evidence of a fear of the number 13 goes back thousands of years, even before the Norse and biblical accounts, though. The Code of Hammurabi is a Babylonian text written nearly 1,800 years before Christ. Mm. And its numbered list of laws, so it was basically like a, almost a document stating the laws of the land. Okay. Those on that list of laws, there's no 13th. It goes from 12 to 14. Mm. Yes. This is almost 4,000 years ago. Yeah. Uh, some claim this was an error, but I have a hard time believing that. I agree with those who say this is a deliberate avoidance of the number 13. I mean, they're like carved in rock, and I, I just don't... Oops, it's not like you're jotting something down ding, on ding, a... Ding, 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 ding. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> I thought, yeah, it's not a... People are going to freak <laughs> a few thousand years. Oh, my God, that's like... Uh, oh, my God, what is it? The... What was the Mel the Mel Brooks film? Oh yeah, I know what you're talking it, about. Not not the Life of Brian. That's Monty Python. Uh, where he's got he, he's Moses and he's like, oh. I've been given twenty, and then one of them slips out of his hand, and he's like, Ten Commandments. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, what is that history even? of the world? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. History of the world. Fantastic. Oh well. Yeah, so Friday had a bit of a bad rap long ago, and the fear of 13 has been around forever as well, but when did these two superstitions combine? Mm -hmm. One of the earliest examples of a negative Friday the 13th comes to us via the Knights Templar. Oh. This one is cool. I've been playing a lot of Assassin's Creed lately. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you're in the zone. Yeah. I've seen trailers of that. It looks pretty sweet. <laughs> Those games make me seasick, though. <laughs> or motion sick. Really? Yeah, I'm... So they can old. make you seasick too because I started, uh, you know, doing like Black Flag and a bunch of them where you're on a ship. Okay, so the, so I didn't misspeak. Speaking of Steed Bonnet, there's yep. a character in that Black Flag. That's right. Uh, that that harkens back to we listened to that episode. We did. yeah, I just did though. I you? did too. <laughs> it's a great. episode. I just went back and listened to part one and two of Steed Bonnet and Casparito Walnut. <laughs> listen to that one I'm yesterday. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. Wow, that one was <laughs> wow. Yeah, that one was fun. <laughs> 
<laughs> so yeah, the Knights Templar. After the Christians had successfully, let's give you a little rundown on them. Yeah, you should. Because I the, have no idea. Yeah, and, and I had forgotten all this. It's like you'll watch a history documentary on it, and then, like I said, my brain doesn't retain shit. I just so. remember the one night that was waiting in the thing when Indiana Jones got in there. Is that anything to do with that? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. Been there for a long time. <laughs> After the Christians had successfully captured Jerusalem in the First Crusade, thousands of Europeans began making pilgrimages to the Holy Land. The Knights Templar began as a military group created around the year 1118, and their initial purpose was to protect those making the journey to and from Jerusalem. That was their main purpose. Okay. The Knights were fierce and powerful, and their reputation as an upstanding force doing the will of God spread throughout Europe. Okay. The knights began to receive donations from high-ranking members of the Catholic Church as well as nobility, and over the years, the Knights Templar amassed a huge amount of wealth that they used to establish an impressive system of castles, churches, and even banks across France and much of Europe. By the end of the 13th century, the Knights Templar had become their own separate organization, now operating independently from the king and even the Catholic Church. Mm. This roused much suspicion and envy, especially from France's king at the time, Philip IV. Yeah, not a fan of that guy. Oh, my God. Look, I wrote, Philip was not a fan of what? this. What? Yes. Look at the words of this extremely wealthy, popular organization who seemed accountable to no one. Plus, he needed more money to fund the multitude of wars France was waging at the time. Hmm. So, he decided to take down the Templars, squash their influence, and confiscate their money. Yeah. Not a fan. Yeah, not a fan of that. Guy. <laughs> Sounds like a big jerk. Because <laughs> I'm wearing my Norm MacDonald hat. You are. <laughs> King Philip began sending dozens of quote-unquote secret documents claiming the Knights Templar were involved in all sorts of scandals, such as black magic and various sex rituals. And tried to get them canceled, didn't they? He, yes! It's like the medieval version of that. Wow. Yeah. I think I wrote something about that later. It's like how, oh my God, I'd look, the next line. It's like how these days, if you want to take someone down, you just find a witness who'll say they heard them tell a racist joke at a party in 1996, and then their life gets destroyed. So there you go. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. No, we're, get, we're on the same wavelength. We've been doing this a long time. Yeah, it was like the medieval, there was their medieval uh, version of that. Both things are equally ridiculous, yet sadly effective. Yes. Even still. In short order, hundreds of members of the Order of Knights Templar were arrested and charged with everything from heresy, devil worship, and sodomy. That's my Friday night. Uh, to <laughs> Friday the 13th? It's <laughs> unlucky for somebody, sounds like. <laughs> Don't go to Joe's house on Friday <laughs> All right. Everything from heresy, devil worship, and sodomy to fraud and corruption. The final nail in the coffin, so to speak, was the arrest of the Knights Templar leader, Jacques de Molay, huh. on Friday, October 13th, yeah. in the year 1307. For the next seven years after they had arrested Jacques de Molay, Hundreds more knights were tortured, killed, and burned at the stake. Finally, in the spring of 1314, it was Jacques de Molay's turn, and his death brought an official end to the once mighty and influential Knights Templar. The day of his capture became ingrained in medieval culture and could very well be the true origin of the Friday the 13th situation. Wow. Yeah. What do you I think? Mean, it very well could be. Yeah. I mean, that's a huge 
I mean, to, to kind of... <laughs> <laughs> basically squash their entire existence. Yeah. Right there, and yeah. I thought it would have been, like, make more sense if he would have been killed on the 13th, but he was arrested on Friday the 13th, so I guess... But he, when he was arrested, everyone knew that what his fate was. True. Back in those days, like, it's not like some highfalutin lawyer's going to get you out of it. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, yeah, you didn't have no a Johnny shit. Cochran back then. Yeah. That's the case made for the Knights Templar having to do with the, the whole Friday the 13th thing. Wow. However prevalent the superstition was over the next few hundred years is not really known, but the next concrete example of the existence of the Friday thir- the 13th deal, I'm having trouble saying that today. That's okay. Came in the late 1800s via a book written by H.S. Edwards. It was a biography on an Italian composer named Giacchino Rosini. Forgive me, people in Italy. I know we have listeners in Italy. I'm so sorry. Who had just uh, so happened to have passed away on Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. Edwards wrote, quote, Rossini was surrounded to the last by admiring friends. And if it be true that, like so many Italians, he regarded Fridays as unlucky and the 13th as an unlucky number, it is remarkable that on Friday the 13th of November... He passed away. Yeah. So that's a very clear example of, you know, at least in the late 1800s. Yeah. Uh, of that being a superstition. Unless he, like, every time is Friday the 13th, he worked himself up to, like, a panic. <laughs> like, oh, no. <laughs> I'm like going to die today. Yeah. I'm going to die today. Oh, I just had a heart attack. <laughs> I'm not one to make fun of the guy. Too soon, I know, but. Um, <laughs> yes. Anyway, that could be something. Maybe so. The whole self-fulfilling prophecy thing. Sorry if any of us families listening. <laughs> we apologize to the Rossinis. Yes. There could be some. I don't know. The it analytics. Like a fantastic like we, restaurant. Rossinis. On the on the Italian Apple iTunes charts, mm-hmm. we've been like we've been uh, way up there on their charts before. Yeah. It's bizarre. It is bizarre. It's weird. Yeah, I don't know. They must be looking for something different. <laughs> like I want nothing that reminds me of anything Italy. <laughs> Like, what about some guys with red beards from over in the state? Hey, what's the hotline number? 4174-MANTIS. Someone from Italy, please, please. Just call and say that. Dial that number and just say Arkansas in, in your beautiful accent. Arkansas. And just hang up. And we promise not to try to replicate it <laughs> soon thereafter. <laughs> I feel like we ha- we're doing well in Italy because I don't think we've ever tried. I don't think we've ever really... We've never really tried an Italian accent a lot. No. That I don't know. During the shows. Frank Nitty gangster, oh, that's true, I've that's done true. quite a few of that. Yeah, yeah, but you did like Americanized Chicago, yes. yeah. New York. Yeah. yeah. They probably don't care about that. Right. They don't care about that. No. Yeah. I, I'm sure they don't. <laughs> anyway, that's probably why we haven't alienated them yet. Yeah, yet. It's coming. We will. We'll get you. <laughs> Well, of course, the most popular example of our fear and fascination with Friday the 13th is the movie, the iconic movie franchise that began in 1980. Mm. And guess what? I love this. I don't even know why. I just, I was curious to see. But the year that the first Friday the 13th movie was released, 1980, is exactly 666 years after Jacques de Molay was burned at the stake. Oh, that's cool for some reason 666 years numerology yeah baby wow more than anything else this movie franchise helped cement the friday the 13th superstition into our modern culture yes 
As for the validity of this superstition, many studies have been conducted to find out if Friday the 13th is really any less fortunate than any other day. Okay. In 1993, the folks at the British Medical Journal analyzed the traffic flow and number of injuries from car accidents on the southern section of London's M25 motorway during the five months that the 13th fell on a Friday between 1990 and 1992. Okay. They compared these numbers to data collected on Friday the 6th of the same months and found that although there are consistently fewer vehicles on the road during the 13th, possibly because of superstitious people avoiding the roads, the study found, quote, this is from the study, the risk of hospital admission as a result of a transport accident may be increased by as much as 52% on Friday the 13th. Now... I have to explain. The British Medical Journal is not a proponent of the superstition and had initially conducted the study for shits and giggles, tongue-in-cheek, right? Mm-hmm. And had taken the whole thing with a large grain of salt. However, believers in the superstition quickly took those results and ran, using the study as evidence of the superstition's authenticity to this day. It must be noted that other studies have been conducted since, analyzing statistical data like auto accidents, hospitalization rates, and stock exchange numbers and have found no difference between Friday the 13th and any other day. Okay, yeah, because I was going to say, even though that was two years, that's kind of a small sample size. It is, yeah. I feel like that would be easier to study now because I feel like digital, like I feel like you could do a bunch of Googling and find a correlation or or not. Interesting, though. I'd bet money that it's no different than any other day. Yeah, we were talking about statistical analysis and data and sure. stuff. This is just right out of my brain meat, so I want to throw this in. They were analyzing different days and how many accidents. and So this is just a Dawn of Mantis uh, tidbit? Little, little tidbit. That's a perfect thank you. This is an average of over the last, I think, 8 to 10 years or something. But on average, today and every day, 166,279 people died. Mm. Just today. So that's 115 people per minute. That's like 1.92 people per per second. Mm. Isn't that wild? Uh, yeah. Have you been on the world death clock before? Like may, that might that may have been the website. It, it was sh- like it just shows the number rolling. Yeah. yeah. And then there's an average. It was like it was something like that. I can't, but it was a current number. But that just blew my mind. Yeah. I, and I don't. I know there's more births because obviously we're exploding. If they, what is that called? Zero population. Once the two numbers are equal. Yeah. The deaths and births. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of remember from one of my classes when I, in college, like the number needs to be one point five. It can't just be one to like one birth per death. It's got to be one point five or more, and your population grows. Oh, okay. Well, okay. That's pretty much all I have on the possible origins. Okay. Let's do some really quick and fun, hopefully, Friday the 13th. Fun facts. Okay. And you're going to, it's going to be death and mayhem <laughs> when you say fun. I know what you mean by fun. Not all. Not all. There's okay. there's more math and patterns and statistics. Okay. Okay. Donna Mana style fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Friday the 13th occurs in patterns. Whenever a common year begins on a Thursday the months of February, March, and November will have a Friday the 13th. And this oh. will happen 11 times in the 21st century. Wait. Okay, what are you calling a common number? I think year? like 2020, 2022, 2002, right? So, so even numbers? I guess. that's Yeah, I just wrote what I, yeah. 
common even, right? Is that the same? Know. I'm a common man. I drive a common van. <laughs> dog. That just that that song popped in my head. I love that song. But I, yeah, I don't know what I don't probably I don't know. What Begins on a Thursday, so January first has to be on a Thursday. Yes, and I'm gonna I'm gonna Google what common year what what is common years. A common year is a calendar year with 365 days, as distinguished from a leap year, which oh, has 366. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Just okay. about every like it's almost every, every year. Every, yeah. Okay. I'm glad we looked that up. We, yeah, we, that's because there takes 365.25. Okay, so when January first is on a Thursday, yes, basically, basically of every almost every year. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Oh, that's cool to know. Yeah, I like when it's Friday the thirteenth. I think it's cool. Me too. It's got a cool feeling. I can't wait. Just people, just pay attention to what happens today. Might be some good stuff. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, might get late or something. You might. <laughs> anyway, golly. The f- <laughs> The February-March-November pattern repeats in a 28-year cycle. In the 21st century, this period began in 2009. In 2015, six years later, Friday the 13th occurred in February, March, and November. Now, this won't happen again until 2026, and then it will happen again in 2037. So every 11 years. Okay. Uh, here's another. This is, so that's the end of that one. Here's, a, here's another fun fact. Alfred Hitchcock was born on Friday the 13th. That makes sense for some reason. As was Fidel Castro. Okay. And to round off this group, Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen. Mm. Oh, wow. <laughs> Good company there. It's a, <laughs> that'd be a it's weird. A, it's a, a diversified group. <laughs> you got it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The fear of Friday the 13th is called frigate, frigatrisca decaphobia. Airlines regularly report a large drop in sales for flights on Friday the 13th. Oh, that makes sense. I can see that. That's that's some good data because it's just like just showing people's tendencies. Well, let me tell you this. And when I was first scheduled to get these back teeth pulled, it ended up being on a Friday the 13th. And you canceled? I canceled. Really? The day before. Yeah, that surprises me. I remember that. Because of that? Yeah. Uh, or that, was it just I because? I was scared. Okay. <laughs> I Not, mean, I, I went back and got it done, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was just more scare on him already being scared. Yeah. It was like icing, like right. the, the straw that broke the camel's back. Yes. Which is a weird saying. And I was still scared on like March 4th or let's say whenever it was, I had it, whenever it was, but uh, not as quite as scared as a, a Friday the 13th. Yeah. yeah. You're right. That was just the little thing just that enough. the scales. Yeah. Like yeah. not doing it. Okay. Not doing it. Yeah. I can have cavities for a few more months. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, for any month to have a Friday the 13th, that month has to begin on a Sunday. So look at your calendars. This month began with a Sunday. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's funny you mentioned the true Dawn of Mantis style because I wrote, in true Dawn of Mantis style, we could not do an episode. You guys just- Even Sam's doing I it. I love it. This is <laughs> awesome. We can't do an episode on Friday the 13th without giving you a whole disturbing list of terrible things that have happened on that day. And we will be extra somber and not, we promise not to joke at all. Oh, no, what am I saying? We, we won't. There's no way. <laughs> I shouldn't make a promise we can't keep. While in Las Vegas, the rap artist Tupac Shakur was shot four times on September 7th, 1996. He fought for his life in a hospital for the next six days, but died of his wounds on Friday. September the 13th.
That's I, good. Um, man, I like Tupac. I like that California song. California. Well, I had some good subwoofers, and I, that song sounded good. <laughs> and it was a tragic loss. Of course. I also like when Cartman sings it on South Park. <laughs> <laughs> Many true crime fans may recognize the name of Kitty Genovese. She was a New York City resident who was brutally murdered in her apartment on Friday, March 13th, 1964. Nearly 40 people heard the attack but did not call for help. Mm. On Friday, October 13th, 1972, Uruguayan Flight 571 was flying towards Chile when it crash-landed in the Andes Mountains. A 10-day search was conducted but found nothing. Then, a whopping 72 days later, Two survivors from the crash made it back to civilization and led authorities back to the additional 16 survivors waiting at the wreckage. Wow. Well, that had a tinge of positive, though. Yeah, that ended That ended well. How far away was of. the crash from the civilization they were? I don't know. I just know that they stayed alive by hiding in the fuselage and eating other dead passengers. Oh, is that that story? Yeah. I didn't think that. I thought that was... Well, no, I think the the alive movie yeah, was yeah, based yeah. on like a soccer team or something. Like oh, okay, that. this is a different. So it's not. I guess it's not an isolated incident that you'd have to eat people. I mean, yeah. the Donner Pass, they had to eat people. So wait a minute. They stayed there in the fuselage, and were eating dead bodies. And then one day they were just like, "Hey, you know what? <laughs> Maybe we should go try and find some civilization." <laughs> Maybe at first they were like, let's hunker down, and I bet they're going to be searching for us, you know? And then after uh, however long, what was it, 72 days? <laughs> <laughs> they were That's like, I don't think they're coming. Two, over two months. Yeah. yeah. We're running low on people. <laughs> what if it was like a, the village type thing where all they had to do is walk out of the woods, you know? Oh. That it was just like a highway. we don't yeah. speak of. Yep. Here's the deal. On the exact same day... That Flight 71 crashed in the Andes we just talked about? Another horrific crash occurred. Really? In Russia. Yes. Aeroflot 217 was a flight carrying 10 crew and 164 passengers from Paris to Moscow. Most of the 1,600-mile flight was routine. However, on the plane's descent to land on the runway, something went wrong and it crashed into the earth, killing all on board. The cause was never determined. A lot of these seem to have to do with planes. Okay. Uh, the next one does too. On Friday, June 13th, 1952, Swedish flight DC-3 was flying over the Baltic Sea when it disappeared from radar and was never seen again. Wow. The Swedish government said the plane had vanished while conducting routine training exercises. However, 40 years later, it was leaked that the flight DC-3 had actually been spying on the Soviet Union at the behest of NATO. Ooh, they don't, they don't look kindly on that. No, they don't. After this info was leaked, a Russian pilot stepped forward to claim he had shot the plane down. Mm. But, you know, who knows? Did he? Yeah. The first famous daredevil in America was a guy named Sam Patch, professionally known as the, quote, Jersey Jumper, the Daring Yankee, and the Yankee Leaper. I like the first one the best. Yeah. Jersey Jumper. Patch had become a household name by jumping over 80 feet into the uh, into Niagara Falls in the fall of 1829. Mm-hmm. He followed that by jumping 94 feet into the Genesee River in front of 8,000 cheering spectators. What is this jump jumping? Just jumping into? Yeah, he would just they would they would construct a ladder and then he would just jump into the river. Oh, it I doesn't sound that spectacular at all. No, it's like 
diving. And then what? I know. 80 feet the first time. I mean, I wouldn't want to do that, but as a spectator, I'd be like, 80 feet? I'm going home, you know? like So a bunch of people come together, and it's like, go. And it's over. Yeah. And then he just Everyone went up goes 14 home. feet. Yeah. I'm telling you, I, and I said this during the Velisca Axe murder episode, back in those days, people lost their shit over nothing. That's over true. Over the smallest member, because I was like, little Timmy Pendergrass can eat a whole box of saltines and still whistle the Star Spangled Banner. And I'm like, oh my God, he's the most famous kid in America. Holy shit. I blame cable. <laughs> now we can see it all. Yes. Spike TV. YouTube. TikTok. 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 So Sam Patch, he jumps 80 feet, right? I mean, impressive back then. Yes. He follows that by jumping 94 feet. And Wouldn't you just say he falls into water? Yeah, I mean, yeah. It doesn't really jump. Yeah, but know? that doesn't look as, as good on the poster. It dives, maybe? <laughs> look at the daring feet of gravity. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> look at him obeying gravity. Yeah. From how high? Why, 80 feet. Yeah. Why? That's amazing. Well, the Felix Baumgartner guy fell from space. That was bad On the ass. edge of space. I, well, yeah, I watched that. Yeah. That was incredible. So I feel like that Niagara Falls guy, if he knew about that, he'd be like, ah, uh, not only did you one-up me, you thousand-timed <laughs> up me. Yeah. I don't know. I can just, yeah, I can hear him. From space? Really? <laughs> Come on. 94 feet doesn't seem like anything now. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so he does 80 feet. He does 94 feet. Uh, that second time, 8,000 people showed up. So now he's like, hey, man, I'm going up to 125 feet. Oh, my goodness. How many people? 8,000. I'm telling you, people were really blown oh away by mundane shit back then. Well, apparently. because they were probably like, what if he dies? That's well, yeah. probably what it is. Well, and that was a true uh, thought they had. Uh-oh. Well, that was at the time, like, you look at those world fairs and stuff, and there would be, yeah. like, 30,000 people show up to see, like, see the world's first light bulb. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. So, yeah, he does it. He's going to go 125 feet. He decides to do it on Friday the 13th. No. Like, no. Yes. Don't tell me that. Of November of 1829. He climbs the ladder, leaps, and plummets towards the icy river. Well... Those in attendance noticed that something had gone wrong from the moment Patch's feet left the platform. Was it anything about ice? No. Okay, so that wasn't frozen. No, no, no ice <laughs> where he was going to jump. A huge see, mistake. Normally, he would jump, like, think of how, like, the Navy SEALs and frogmen jump. Like, they'll jump, and they tip their toes straight down. Sure. And they cross their arms across their chest. Yeah. You know, and they yeah. go in feet first. Yeah. Did he do this? It's been almost 200 years. We can make, yeah. He probably Too did. soon? Is that Goofy? Yes, it was. Yeah. I love those Goofy shorts. Those are awesome, the sports ones. So, no, yeah, normally he would fall that way because, you know, your feet break the surface of the water, there's less tension, and then you can slide in there. Instead, he was falling sideways and frantically flailing to regain position. Not good. No. He did not regain position, and the horrified spectators heard a loud pop when Patch finally hit the water. Check this out. His body, frozen solid, was located the next spring. Near, oh, my God. Near Rochester, yeah. Oh, so it washed man. on down. It must, yeah. 
Wow. I guess it was just that everyone was like, I'm not jumping in that cold-ass water. We'll find him. I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, what could you really, realistically, what could you do? And why should somebody risk their life? Exactly. To save him if they're pretty sure he probably died. Yeah, and like, like died for sure. And it's like a stunt. Yeah. Like, that's why most people are there in case it fails. I hate to say that. I wouldn't say that I'd go, but I'm just saying I think that's why they're there. Everybody in a NASCAR race has at least a little, like, 1% thing in the back of their mind. I like, want to say that wreck. What if they're going to be a wreck? Yeah, they're going to be a wreck. Yeah. Yep. I hope they don't, but and you're probably right. You're right. Everybody that goes to a stunt thing or whatever, you're lying if you if you say there's not just a small part that's like, I wonder if this guy's going to smack against that wall. I don't know. You know what I mean? Imagine if you see a guy building, like, a Lego Death Star. And he's almost done. Don't you oh, kind of hope a little man. bit? No. Don't you kind of hope a little <laughs> no. bit? Just like I'm saying, just like a little bit. No. Like, what if it fell off the table? Wouldn't it be pretty cool? <laughs> I've oh, seen the, no. the Star Destroyers and the Millennium Falcon, and you know. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> Not going. I there. felt terrible. I guess that shield wasn't fully operational. <laughs> it's a trap. Oh, we could go on with that one. One of the crazier coincidences in history occurred in 2010 in England. Oh, we can't joke about this one as much. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, he, we can. He lived. Okay. Yeah, so we well, can. Well, let's, let's rail it. Let's pull him over the coals. <laughs> a teenage boy was attending an air show uh, when there was uh, a lightning strike mm-hmm. hitting the kid. Gave him serious burns on his shoulder, but he was okay. Oh. The weird part is it was on a Friday the 13th. The boy was 13, and the time of the lightning strike was 1.13, or in military time, that'd be 13.13. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Man. Creepy. That is crazy. On Friday the 13th of January 2012, you guys will remember this, the cruise ship Costa Concordia left the port in Rome, Italy, to embark on a seven-night cruise. However, soon after departure, the ship collided with a rock off Isola del Giglio, I'm sorry, on Italy's west coast. Again, I'm mispronouncing Italian words. It's not like you said asshole. Asshole <laughs> del Giglio. Whatever that was. Freaking Arkansas. There we go. We're getting yeah, the Italy now. What? All right, now. I said we're, get, or I said we're going after him, <laughs> and you are. Good job. Go. This caused a massive gash in the port side hole. Mm, that's not good. Yep. All right. Massive gash in the <laughs> hole. Crippling the ship. All right. Yep. Not good. <laughs> Now powerless and listening to the port side, the vessel was then blown around near Giglio Island, where it came to rest completely on its side. Yep. Captain Francesco Chettino would later <laughs> speak. <laughs> what? Chettino. <laughs> it's it's spelled Chettino. That's how it has to be. Like there's no other way. Just every word. Asshole, Giglio. Big gash. Porthole. Right in the porthole. <laughs> porthole. Right in the porthole. Chitino. <laughs> it's Can you imagine being on that big sucker and that thing tipping over? <laughs> I just thought about that. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. But keep going. So, yeah, big-ass ship, a lot of dirty words. Uh, Chitino, Captain Chitino, uh, he comes under heavy scrutiny for his handling of the wreck. Nothing. No, I don't. How are you? What? No, I didn't get anything. Especially there. his waiting to issue an order to abandon ship until over an hour after impact. 
32 of the 4,229 people on board died, and the cost of removing and scrapping the ship, along with repairing the damages to the island, were upwards of $2 billion. Wow. Three years after the incident, Captain Shatino was sentenced to 16 years in prison for his role in the disaster. Mm, He's in deep Shatino. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. That was too easy. That was low-hanging fruit. I bet he doesn't sleep on his port side. No, probably probably not. Watch his porthole. The last incident we're discussing tonight did not occur on Friday the 13th, but was inspired by the movie. Okay. This is jacked up. It happened in the small town of Greenfield, Massachusetts in 1988. Okay. There lived Mark Branch, an 18-year-old grocery boy with an obsession for slasher films, specifically the Friday the 13th franchise. By all accounts, he was also an all-around weird dude who creeped out many of the people in Greenfield. He'd gotten into trouble often in high school for things like writing obscene letters to female students, following through the halls, and uh, at least on one occasion, he pulled a knife on a girl. Oh, that's not good. He had told everyone that on Halloween, he was going to dress as Jason Voorhees from his favorite movie. Well, why didn't he do it on Friday the 13th, not on Halloween? If he's going to dress on Halloween, dress like Mike Myers. Exactly. Come on, get your slasher slasher stuff right. Yeah, douche. (laughs) Well, he's dead, so. Okay. I don't know if I should call him. Spoiler. Also living in Greenfield was the polar opposite of Mark Branch in every possible way. 19-year-old Sharon Gregory. She was a bro. Why did I go like 19-year-old Sharon Gregory? You went kind of Keith Moore. Did Morrison-ish. She was a bright, kind, and ambitious girl who resided with her parents and identical twin sister Cheryl. Okay. Like many other locals, Cheryl had up. Uh, sorry, Sharon had also noticed the shifty-eyed bag boy at the grocery store, and she decided to do a workup on him, like a profile for her psychology class that she was taking at Greenfield Community College. Okay. Now I don't know how well Sharon knew Mark Branch or if he participated in the evaluation, or how he became aware of it. Whatever the case, he apparently was not pleased with the result and decided to exact revenge. He wasn't a fan of it, I guess. He wasn't a fan. (laughs) Not a fan. On the morning of October 24th, Branch, carrying a butcher knife, snuck into the Gregory home and found Sharon there alone. She ran from him and locked herself in the bathroom, but he knocked down the door. Hours later... Sharon's mutilated body was found by her sister, Cheryl. Greenfield Police Chief David McCarthy said, quote, I've been a cop for 25 years, and this was the grossest killing I've ever seen. Hmm. The local news reported that she had been, quote, slashed to ribbons. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. So what happened to him? Well, witnesses and evidence at the scene quickly led police to suspect Mark Branch, but he was not there he was nowhere to be found for over a month they searched for him without success his car was found out of town ditched in a wooded area but still no mark branch there was a rumor that uh, branch was going to hide in the woods until halloween night when he would sneak back into town and dressed as jason Voorhees, commit more murders yeah i bet they were freaked out yeah was there a camp out in those woods by a lake nobody trying to have sex out there either I know of. <laughs> the citizens of Greenfield locked their doors, purchased guns, and stayed off the streets until finally, on the 28th of November, Mark Branch was found. He had walked a good ways into the woods after ditching his car, 
found a proper tree limb and hung himself. Whoa. Mm -hmm. So over a month, these people just kind of stayed on high alert. And this guy's just dangling out there. Wow. Yeah. On a branch, Mark Branch. <gasps> oh. Bum, bum, bum. I was thinking of John Anderson, just a swinging. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Didn't you do run sound for, him, sound for him, Sam? Yeah, I'm going to be running sound for him tonight. Oh, tonight? Yeah, at the awesome. casino. That is crazy. I bet he'll be singing, Well, the cops spent over a month just looking for him. Little did they know that he was swinging from this limb, just a swinging. Swinging. Yeah, right out of my ass. That's great. By the condition of his body, he had presumably done this pretty much right after killing Sharon. Okay. In the years since, a rumor has grown that he did not commit suicide, but was instead caught and hanged by angry townsfolk. Oh, wow. With a little vigilante just... mob. Mm-hmm. Very plausible. You're going to read more into that, I could tell. Just a tiny bit. Man, that seems very plausible. Yeah, I don't because know. they, it's like obvious who probably did it. Well, yeah, I think everyone had decided he did it. It's like she was writing a story about him. There's no concrete evidence either way. Now, if the townsfolk did it, they're really good at keeping a secret. But think about that little oh, yeah. what's that town in Missouri? I know what you're talking about. I know exactly what you're about to say. What was that town? I can't remember the name of the town. It starts with an S or something. Basically, the whole town showed up, and somebody shot this guy. He'd been, like, terrorizing them for mm -hmm. years and years yeah. and years. And that, that's been, what, that was in the early 80s or something? Yeah, everyone knows, but no one's ever said. Yes. Is it, that's kind of weird to yes. say, but that's, that's the way it is. And when, every time they, they ask all the townsfolk, they're just like, didn't see nothing. But, hey, let's go one step further. Let's say you're investigating that. What if you Skidmore? know? Skidmore, yes. yes. What if you know? I mean, are you going to do anything? Maybe. Right. Right. I'm not saying dirty cop. I'm not trying to judge or anything like that, but I'm just saying, like... Well, the, as just as much as the town people, the police had hell with this guy for years. Yeah. I wouldn't even doubt if, if the police did know. They would just be like, nope, we don't know. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't know, man. That's yeah. a crazy story. Oh, uh, well, we tried, but couldn't really solve this one. We might cover that one day. That's yeah, a, that's we've a talked really, about it numerous times. Yeah, that's a fast. Because I'm just reading a couple of sentences oh, about it, and this guy terrorized. He he literally shot people. He literally shot an old man. I mean, this guy. It Ken was, Rex McElroy. McElroy. That was it. Yeah. Yep. 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 Crazy story. Sounds like a big jerk. <laughs> really, all I have left though is uh, there's really no concrete evidence as to how Mark Branch came to be, you know, hanging from that noose. Maybe, maybe more than likely did it himself. Either way, from the townsfolk, this is funny, kind of like the folks in Skidmore, they more than likely just figure, however he got up there, doesn't matter, he's not going to hurt anybody else. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's it's over. Yeah. Just like our 13th, uh, Friday the 13th episode is over. That's all I have. Oh, man, that was a good one. It doesn't have to be over. We can still talk. What are you guys yeah. up to? I'm seriously thinking about going to that John Anderson thing. You know, you want to do it? You want to go? You want, it's tonight. We yeah, better go right go. now. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> no, I will try. I will try. I wonder really? how John feels about doing a show on Friday the 13th. We need to ask him. We can talk to him. Yeah. Through Sam, we get to meet and talk and hang out with celebrities. So that's awesome. Yeah, and he's super nice. So, hey, we hope everybody has listened. We hope you've all lived through this day and whatever point of the day you're listening to Friday the 13th. Or, you know... Uh, people will be listening to this long after Friday the 13th. They you know? will. Uh, but anyway, we hope you're still around and listening to it. We hope uh, that all your Friday the 13ths are safe. Yes. Mm -hmm. And every other day. Every other day, too. Yeah. Common and uncommon year. Yeah. Just stay safe. 
That's right. Yeah. So anyway, that's all we got. Thank you to each and every one of you who are listening to us. Yes, we we love you guys. You yeah. guys are awesome. Tell a friend. If you're at a friend's house or someone that you, just anyone you don't know, if there's a phone you see, just grab it and subscribe them to our podcast real quick. Yes. On any of, we're on everything, Spotify. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, the sub, subs will help. That'll help get Lux yes. as our sponsor. Yes. And um, go leave a positive review, a five-star, please. We don't get many reviews, man. We just get one every few months right now. It's very sparse. Buy, yeah, buy a bidet and yeah. then go on their website and say, I bought this because I heard about it on Dawn and Mass Podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and there are people people that are listening. There are people that are listening that will do that. They will. We have some good people out there. They will. So because yeah. you can't get peanut butter if your hands are that water. <laughs> it's still my favorite, Joe. <laughs> Got peanut butter in my hands. All I guess is just wipe it off with a dry towel. That's right. Nope, it's not what you smell. Do. Your hand. Oh, peanut butter. And then you kind of feel. Uh, uh, you have kind of have like you're a superior, like a superiority complex after you get your bidet because you yeah. know you're like, look at all these people out here walking around with dirty buttholes. Yeah, you know, ninety nine percent of these people. I hate to feel like that, but I do feel like I that feel a little bit of, like that too. I'm just a little bit better, than just you. a little bit in that in that one area. <laughs> like you might be smarter, faster, have more charisma, younger, but in that one little area, I'm yeah. better. I got a cleaner beehole, pal. Yeah, I guarantee you that. Everything else, you got me, but not there. <laughs> Uh, and that's that's all for me tonight. <laughs> me as well. Thanks for listening. Good night, y'all. Let me tell you about some fellas I know named Ivan, Sam, and Joe. They got themselves a little podcast, you know. And they talk about everything under the sun that they find interesting, spooky, or fun. They sure ain't trying to impress no one. The remedy to too much time on your hands is take a little listen to the dawn of Manti. They talk about killers, monsters, and cults. French mates from hell, disappeared folks. Occasionally throw in a few dad jokes. They try to make every story extra nice By adding their own ginger spice Not one time or two, but thrice The remedy to too much time on your hands is Take a little listen to the dawn of Manti Now I'm sure these fellas will be around for quite a spell there sure ain't no shortage of stories to tell Cause this old world's as weird as hell But hell, even if nobody listened You know they'd maintain a fine disposition Cause shooting the breeze is kind of their mission The remedy to too much time on your hands Is take a little listen to the dawn of Manti Too much time